Hi, my name is Steve Dickman, President for Outpost Centers International, and this is a current report about what's happening in the Ukraine, various initiatives that are ongoing there, people taking action to reach out and help in this crisis. Outpost Centers International is a ministry that shelters about 220 supporting ministries worldwide scattered in about 70 countries. Our focus today, though, is on what's happening in the Ukraine. The first, I'd like to go to a group from Weimar University who went to assist there and got involved in what was happening with the young people at a camp there. Some of the orphans had to be transferred from Kiev into this camp. And so we certainly want to take uh, recognition of that. Simon, why don't you share with us today what happened on your first day as you were visiting this camp? My first day at the camp, the college students that I had come with, we um, spent some time getting to know the people that were staying there. Many of them were college students from Bucha and they're our age. And a lot of them spoke English and we got to connect with them, eat lunch together. And our teacher, he shared a message about being angry with God. And then after that, we played some games just to change up the mood a little bit. And then we broke into small group sessions where we got together and started to talk about and process what they had gone through and what had been happening. And I remember praying through that whole conversation, just that God would lead and he would um, help them to find relief from the things that they have experienced. And God answered that prayer. It was amazing to see how at the end, my group, we stood up and we prayed. And then someone initiated a group hug. The mood had just completely changed, completely lifted. They were able to have some hope again. And they were also able to see that these simple things, you know, talking through what had happened and encouraging each other in the Lord, these simple things can go a long way and they're things that they can continue to do for each other. So our impact there is long lasting. We're able to show them something that they can continue to use in the future. Carolina, you also were there and had some uh, interaction uh, with the group there in the camp and just share with us how that impacted uh, the folks there and yourself. Going there, going to Ukraine, I wasn't sure how we would be able to be an impact All we did, as Simone said, was we talked to them. We let them share their stories and we listened to what they went through. And there was one occasion in particular where I met these two ladies, mother and daughter. They were older. They had to flee from Kiev. And just hearing their story, it it was very traumatic for them. And the mother, in fact, she was so traumatized and under such stress, she couldn't even speak. She couldn't say any words. And as the daughter was sharing some of these things, she started to cry. The mother started to cry because she wanted to say something, but she couldn't. And so um, in that moment, I remembered, you know, I know how to give a simple massage. So I went behind her and I started giving her a massage. And as I was giving her a massage, she started to calm down a little bit. Uh, I prayed with them. I asked them, how have you seen God working uh, through all of this? And they shared how they're not even Adventists. But they heard, they knew God was speaking to them that they should go to the Adventist church still when they were in Kiev. And the Adventist church helped them escape Kiev. And so now they're in safety. But the fact that I was able to help them by the end, the mother, she was able to say a few words. And all I did was listen to them, pray with them, give them a massage, give them encouragement. It wasn't anything complicated, but it made a very big difference. We're going to go to Isabel now. Isabel, you were part of this group that went to the orphanage there and shared as well, or the the camp. 
And uh, tell us how this uh, experience was for you. This experience was really quite impactful. Um, going there, I didn't uh, know exactly what to expect because we had about 60 orphans the first day that we were there, and many of them were as young as two. And they just come out of a very traumatic situation. They'd been on the road for several days uh, trying to escape. For a lot of these kids, talking through stuff isn't necessarily the most effective way to help them. And one way that was pretty simple, but that we were able to make a difference was playing with them, playing games, helping them smile, helping them laugh, helping them be kids again for a little while and just forget the pain that they've been through. And at the end of the day, they were much more cheerful. We were able to get them toys, we were able to get them shoes, we were able to just hug them and love them. That was definitely a blessing to see. Dr. Peacock, you're on the line with us, and I know you were kind of directing this group and helping them through this situation there. We were so privileged to work with Dr. Yuri, Dr. Sergey, and the rest of the team there, Igor. Through the week while we were there, we visited the camp several times and talked with Igor. And the first time I talked to him, he, I, he said to me, I said, Igor, what's your needs? And he says, John, I have a, 150 orphans that are coming out of Nikolai, and I don't I need blankets. I need I need pillows. He says, I have one wash machine for close to 300 people that would be in the camp. Can you imagine 300 people, one wash machine, no dryer? We were able to collect some funds and take it over there. And we were able to help them. At the end of the week, he said to us, he's like, I said, Igor, what, what's your plans? He says, John, there are another 300 orphans I want to take in and I want to help. And uh, just, you got to love these people. Um, Ukrainian people are amazing people. Igor wants to try to provide housing now for another 300 of these people that are in need. I believe we have Susan Durson on with us as well. Susan, you're a little bit involved in this project as well. Tell us about what's needed. Igor, the Your Camp director, is urgently moving forward with expanding their facility and trying to accommodate even more people that need housing. At present, is moving forward with a building project on the Your Camp campus to be able to expand the, the bathhouse facilities. Currently, there are only eight toilets and showers and outdoor sinks, all designed to be summer facilities. And these people arrived in the cold winter months. And so this new project will be building a three-story structure, 12 toilets, 22 showers, changing rooms, and laundry facilities on that first floor. The second level will have eight rooms for children's activities, administrative offices, quarantine rooms, and that will also have toilets and storage rooms. And then the third floor of that new structure is designed to have a large open floor plan room for worship services conference meetings and special events. It will also have storage and toilets on that floor as well. This project is already underway. It's a $300,000 project. The first phase, they're trying to raise $150,000 imminently so that they can move forward with that first levels. And their projection is that it will be completed in two months and they can move on to the second phase of the second and third floors. Friends, if you want to get involved in helping some young people there in the Ukraine, this is certainly a place to do it, a time to do it, and the need is great. We've set up a special page for that. And uh, so we're just asking you to uh, be generous as the Lord impresses your heart and what you might do to help some of these families I want to move in to talk to Alan Parker here for a minute. Dr. Parker is at Southern Adventist University, 
And Dr. Parker, I understand you are taking a group to Ukraine in June and you just returned yourself. Tell us a little bit about what the plans are in June and how you plan to work there to impact the people there in Ukraine. So what we are doing is we're actually going to be work, working in the bordering countries. I have some legal restrictions uh, that come from our Adventist risk management for going into Ukraine. Okay. I, I did go in myself, but we're going to be working in Romania and Hungary. Our projects there is we're going to be having a combination of humanitarian and evangelistic work. So in Bucharest, we are planning with Adventist Medical Evangelism Network, AMEN, to be uh, working with uh, 50 providers and students, uh, about that number, where we'll be offering free services to Ukrainian refugees in Bucharest. Particularly, there are 1,200 children who have no parents who have moved into Bucharest. There's already a clinic there, and there's a nice backyard where we can set up doing triage and assessment and moving people through this. The second week, we're working with Loma Linda for some medical students to come in and also join in with this clinic. And then we will have a mobile version that will go to where the refugees are. Second project is we're going to be doing evangelistic meetings in Cluj. People's interest in prophecy has really been peaked. And we've already done training with these churches. Uh, they're doing Bible studies already. And we'll be holding evangelistic meetings close to the border there. That's the initial stage of what we're doing. And that will be in June of this year. I'm going to go to Dr. Yuri and Helica Clinic there inside Ukraine. Dr. Yuri, tell us a little bit about how your outreach efforts are going there with a distribution of medicines and food and the things that you're doing there. We are still alive by, by his grace and working uh, both in Western Ukraine and Kiev as well. Our dentistry and our medical services are still there and very proactive. They are true heroes, plus they are distributing medications and bread. Last week, it was nine shippings of medications to different hot points of Kiev region. Plus, we continue to establishing and moving our pilot project with mobile clinics. So, Dr. Sergei can share how the things are going. So, we've been in two campuses. The first campus was where mostly Christians are. So, we moved there with two doctors. We bought special equipment for blood tests so we've done blood tests we've done ultrasound and we do we've done a lot of uh, medical services actually we purchased a lab for blood checking and checkup and urine checkup and you know we get a lot of really amazing experiences people who come to us just yesterday we've been in one village they use the school for uh, shelter they provide us couple rooms for that we saw people who suffered most of all. Because, you know, when we saw Christians, it's much easier because Christians said we, we have a Christ, but what can we do for people who doesn't who aren't in church? And one lady, she said, there was buses who evacuated people from Bucha, but there was no way to evacuate out of Bucha. So she said that we should ride to take cars who, who have it, and we tried to drive to Bucha, to Gostomel, to Kiev. And she said, when we moved to Bucha, everything was good. But in Bucha, Russians started to shoot. And she said, I tried to set in three cars and three people denied. And she said, there is no place for you. And uh, she said, I sat in one car. I took my cross and I started to pray for God. I never prayed so hard, but this time I prayed and I asked God, God, please save my life. And she said, you know, the three cars which said there is no place for you, people there were just killed. She said, my neighbor who was uh, uh, dead, he has two small kids 
and his wife, he just have enough time to stop his car in the big metal thing in his head and he just died there in their car, just in front of his family. A lot of people just died during evacuation. A couple of people came to us and they said there is a district in his city where was 500 buildings and now it's all ashes. These people in uh, that shelter in school, they say we have no hope. No hope because we have no future. We don't know where we will go when the war will finish. We prayed with her and she said, oh, God blessed us. God shows me that he has a plan for me. Some lady came, she said, I heard about God. I pray a lot for him. And uh, when I pray, I start to cry. And pastor, the pastor is amazing. He shared the books of uh, Bibles. He shared books about um, great controversy. He told them about God and he is ready to do evangelism. God is so good and he is amazing. Uh, friends, as you hear these reports from what's happening inside Ukraine and on the borders of Ukraine, we're just praying that the Lord will impress your heart about what you can do. I want to go to uh, Kim Busel. Kim, you're with Adventist Help. Just tell us how things are going there with the development of that mobile and uh, emergency clinic there that you're trying to establish. We've come to the conclusion that we're ready to have everything we do be mobile so that we can move the bus, the ambulances, the resources we need to where people need the most help. And following that idea, there's a ministry called Caring Hands that provides dental services and dental care. And they've come on board to donate two mobile dental setups. And they've got dentists willing to come over. There's a dentist that uh, named Steve Rinkert who's ready to come in two weeks' time. And when these services are needed elsewhere, we can pack up and move. The bus is coming together. Two ambulances are on their way. Things are pulling together to, to help in that part. I'm going to Ostop. Ostop, can you tell us what's happening with Build and Restore? We have been helping those on the ground, supporting them financially, supporting them with materials and able to ship a few items over to Poland. And some of the packages have actually arrived this week in Ukraine with medical supplies and other things that are needed. One of the groups of volunteers came back yesterday and uh, they had a great time there helping and supporting those on the ground. We also been able to put together an Amazon wish list where people can come together and the comfort of their home, pick items that ship over and provide for uh, the efforts in Ukraine. I also have items here in California. We also have items in Texas and Washington that folks are gathering at local churches, local schools, and we will be shipping that over. We've been in contact with Audra and they will be assisting us with some of the shipping and logistics I know that we have also received some requests for groups and volunteers that want to go over. We will be kind of screening and helping people find the right connections and find the right people they can go and help. So this is an update for, for Build and Restore. At this point, I want to say thank you to all those who have joined us and have shared today with uh, what's happening there. We're asking friends today that as you've heard these reports, you would consider what you can do to ease the suffering and pain of those in the Ukraine who are displaced, losing their homes, losing some of them losing their lives and uh, families that have been separated. We're just asking today that you would be generous and do what you can to support the work there in Ukraine. 
Um, we have many ministries with feet on the ground there and a lot of coordination going on. You can go to our website at the Outpost Centers International OCI outpostcenters.org uh, website, and you can get involved there. There's some uh, donate button there. There's a way for you to get involved. In addition to praying, you can be generous with the folks there. Uh, most of these ministries that have been represented today are listed there in the sidebar, and uh, you can uh, have their contact information as well. And again, we appreciate what everyone has done. Uh, we heard just a few, a uh, little bit ago about the two vans that uh, the donors were so generous with funding that they're actually transporting people and goods back and forth to the front lines there and uh, really in the path of danger. And so we're asking you to pray for them and to continue to support these folks as they reach out and minister to our friends in the Ukraine. Thank you today again for listening this, to this report from the Ukraine and for the ministries that are working there. May God bless you and may each one of us uh, be faithful in God's service. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.